This is the Canadian Tax Podcast, episode number eight, hosted by me, Cameron Ware. Good morning. Happy Monday. It is the week of April 19th, 2021. We'll start with the news. Big news last week, actually, Quebec filing extension. Revenue Quebec extended the personal tax filing deadline, sort of. They indirectly did this by explaining that April 30th and all the other dates are are still, quote unquote, the filing deadline. However, Revenue Quebec will not charge late fees or interest on any returns that are filed after April 30th, but prior to May 31st. So indirectly, uh, Revenue Quebec has extended the filing deadline for Quebec taxpayers by about a month. It'll be interesting to see what CRA does with this, if they decide to follow suit or not. Uh, CPA Canada is still pushing for a filing extension. As of last week, a lot of the material coming out of CRA did not appear to show a lot of support for an extension, but I I don't know which way the wind's blowing on this. We'll see. I, I think Revenue Canada has forced uh, CRA's hand a bit, or excuse me, uh, Revenue Quebec has forced CRA's hand a little bit here. But again, we'll we'll wait and see. Uh, next item, budget day. Today, April 19th, is budget day in Ottawa. Christian Freeland is going to release the first budget, first liberal budget in over two years. Bunch of uh, bunch of leaks from from people, no no names, but uh, CBC, Globe and Mail, all of the various outlets have a, a bunch of speculation, a uh, bunch of articles written. About what they think is going to uh, uh, what what'll show up in the budget here? Uh, CBC saying national daycare, uh, luxury tax on boats, private jets, things like that. Um, another few hours will have the actual content, so I'm not going to speculate here. Just big uh, big day for for Canada and Canadians. We'll actually get to see uh, deficit numbers, things like that. Uh, next item. CRA says file your tax return on time. Uh, in, in last week's uh, tax tips, CRA stressed it's important to file your taxes prior to April 30th. Now I'm going to add a little asterisk here because that article came out, that article of CRA's came out prior to Revenue Quebec changing stuff. So this may or may not change, but the reason that CRA is stressing that you need to file by April 30th is because for uh, finan- the various uh, financial aid programs, COVID in, in particular, you need to have, uh, if you're applying May 1st and forward for, for, those, um, for those periods, you need to have filed your tax return in order to be eligible for those programs. So specifically, Canada Recovery Benefit, uh, the Canada Recovery Caregiving Benefit, and the Canada Recovery Sickness Benefit. These are all dependent on whether or not you have filed your 2020 tax return. So file your taxes. Moving on. CPA Canada just released a new guide. So I'm, I'm going to vent a little bit here. Uh, for those of you who aren't accountants or accounting nerds, uh, CPA Canada is phasing in new standards for compilation engagements. So it's, it's new rules that uh, CPAs have to follow when they're doing certain, uh, certain type of work. If you're a client, your accountant, uh, to, to explain it simply, your accountant has to do this stuff or they go to jail. So yeah. But here's, here's the rub as, as a person who, uh, who practices. Uh, CPA Canada goes and changes the rules and then they say you need to follow these new rules or else you go to jail. So, okay, fine, no problem. Then 
CPA Canada provides a new guide, uh, comes out with a new guide. It's called the Practice Management Advisory Compilations and Tax Guide, otherwise known as PACT, P-A-C-T. And they only want 400 bucks for that. So it, it, to, to, uh, if you're following, the governing body has a, uh, previously had a set of rules. They come out and say, hey, members, we now have a new set of rules. You all need to follow these rules or else you go to jail. The only way to know, uh, to get guidance on how to do this is uh, buy our book. And uh, yeah, so I, I don't really know what else to, uh, to add here. Just when is CPA Canada going to actually support uh, the, the small and medium-sized firms? In other words, the outfits that aren't doing public company audits. Um, it just, it's, it's little things like this that I think really upset a lot of the practitioners is you, you have a membership body that's supposed to be looking out for their members. They go and change the rules. And then instead of offering any actual guidance, they bill you for, for providing that guidance. And I just, I'd like to see CPA Canada get with the times. I mean, every other professional body out there, uh, the College of Medicine, uh, Law Society of Canada, Law Society, each provincial uh, law society, as a matter of fact, they have great support for their, uh, we'll call it your, your, whether you're a solar practitioner, whether you're at a smaller firm, medium-sized firm, their content for their members is uh, just great. And in particular, it's all provided free. I mean, it's covered under your membership dues. CPA Canada, not quite there yet. Um, anecdotal, when I was first starting up, starting my practice, most of my guidance, a bit of it came from, uh, from my dad, of course, but a uh, good chunk of it actually came from Law Society uh, stuff in terms of how to, how to run a firm, how to organize, things like that. Yeah, CPA Canada, zero, uh, zero help from those guys. Anyway, not to rant too much. Moving on to uh, questions for the week. Uh, let me just bring up my uh, paperwork here. So first question. Uh, where should one record small cash gifts that my company received? Example, a bank gave $100 cash to my company for opening a checking account with them. It looks like the only field in the T2 Giphy guide is that, you know what, I'm going to cut it off there. We're not even going to, uh, Giphy stuff, you're getting in over your head here. We're going to leave that alone. So to phrase the question uh, a different way, as a business, where do you report incentives or credits that you receive? Uh, typically, to make it simple, let's say you have one of those, uh, those credit cards, cash back credit cards, and once a year, the they, uh, credit card company refunds the uh the cash back to you where do you put that typically you're going to put that into bank charges and interest as a credit to that expense account it's a reduction of that expense if for whatever reason you can't put it there uh, miscellaneous revenue or expense recoveries is also another uh alternative if you'd like but uh nice thing about this question fairly straightforward just one or the other and then of course the uh the old school uh, classic answer. If you don't know what it is, plug it to office expense. Uh, don't quote me on that, but uh, I may or may not have heard that from somewhere. Uh, next question, the climate action incentive. So uh, listener writes, uh, I received a tax refund of $300 for the climate action incentive when I filed my taxes and was wondering how it's paid out. Is it one payment and how long does it usually take to receive using net file direct deposit? Thanks. 
Um, so a, a little bit of confusion here, it sounds like, not in a bad way, but just in, in the application of how this works. So the climate action incentive is actually the, uh, the federal refund of your, supposedly the carbon tax uh, that, that you pay. Money goes to Ottawa, and then uh, Ottawa turns around and refunds it, kind of. It, it works in conjunction with the provinces and, and some rules there, but the point is, when you file your tax return, the uh, the climate action incentive actually shows up as a line item at the uh, at the very end. So what happens is, you functionally speaking, you do your taxes, you figure out whether or not you have a refund or a balance due. That number is then adjusted by the climate action incentive. Uh, it's it's an amount that is tacked on to that number. So in other words, if you have a refund, uh, if you already have a refund the climate action incentive increases that refund by whatever amount you're eligible for. Uh, if you have a balance due, the, uh, the climate action incentive will help reduce that amount that's payable. So, and I can't say what the actual amount is because it's dependent on uh, whether you're an individual, whether you're married, whether you have kids, all that good stuff. So uh, point is, if you have a refund already, you're going to get a bigger refund once the uh, climate action incentive is tacked on. If you have a balance due, that amount is going to be reduced by uh, whatever amount you qualify for in terms of the climate action incentive. So hopefully that helps. Uh, last question. This is uh, US, uh, US tax related. The listener writes, running into a tax issue and looking for some guidance if possible. Context. Worked in Canada for Canadian company from January to October. I worked for a U.S. company remotely from Canada from October to December. I had U.S. taxes withheld on my payments or payroll from October to December and then left Canada for the U.S. at the end of January. So now that I'm filing my taxes, I am being taxed for a second time on the money earned from the U.S. company from October to December which is resulting in some hefty dues to the Canadian government and ultimately a tax rate of around 70% on that income. Does this seem right? Um, any accountants? Yeah, okay. So what immediately jumps out to me, uh, cross-border cross border stuff is fun. There's, uh, it, it's complicated. There's not a lot of outfits that, that do it. Um, if you hire a U.S. firm, they're great at the U.S. stuff, not so great at how to deal with the stuff Canada side. So... Uh, with cross-border, a lot of details, a lot of complexity. I'm not going to get into it. The simplest answer is the listener here is missing the foreign tax credit claim, most likely. So functionally speaking, the way the, the mechanics of this works is the you, you're working for a U.S. outfit. The U.S. outfit pays you. The U.S. outfit then withholds tax on that payment. So you get your money, but it's reduced by that U.S. tax. That goes off to, uh, to the IRS. Uh, then you turn around and, and prepare your Canadian return. So you're going to show the, the full amount that you were paid by the U.S. outfit. And as of this point, if that's all you do, you are, there's double tax on that. Uh, double tax is a, is a fancy term for paying tax in two places, paying double tax. So remember, you've already paid U.S. tax. There's U.S. withholding tax on that uh, payment that you've received. CRA doesn't know that, so they are also taxing you. So yeah, in uh, it, the, the way that you've currently reported the, uh, the U.S. income, you are paying double tax. So 
The missing part to the way that it's supposed to work is after you filled out your Canadian numbers showing the, uh, the U.S. income, you then need to turn around and claim the foreign tax paid. Um, so that's whatever the, uh, the amount you paid to, to the IRS. There is a tax treaty that, between Canada and the States that says if you pay tax in the U.S. or vice versa, depending on if you're an American working in Canada. Anyway, if you pay tax in one of those, those uh, countries, the other country is not supposed to uh, uh, tax you on the same amount. You're, you're supposed to get a credit for the foreign tax paid. So my best guess here, again, without seeing the numbers in front of me, I can only speculate, but my best guess is you forgot to report the foreign tax paid. So go do that, get your foreign tax credit, and that will eliminate the double tax. Uh, pro tip, go and file your US 1040NR return, and you'll get all that back, and uh, you don't have to worry about it. And then also, one other thing, just because, uh, watch for foreign exchange. You need to report uh, Canadian side any U.S. income that you earn, you need to convert it from U.S. dollars over to Canadian dollars. So uh, hopefully that helps. And uh, with that, we'll wrap things up for today. Stay tuned for some, uh, I guess, in-depth tax coverage on the budget. Uh, this is coming out around 4, or rather the budget is being released today at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard. I'll need, uh, I'll need a bit of time to review it and come up with the important bits to our listeners. Um, tomorrow morning, Tuesday, is uh, is when I'd like to release this. So I guess hang out, stay tuned. Tomorrow morning, we'll have some uh, information from you. So uh, to wrap up, like always, if you have any questions, send them to questions at canadiantaxpodcast.ca or find us over on Twitter. This is Canadian Tax Podcast. Thanks for listening. This commentary is for general informational purposes only and deals with complicated and time-sensitive info that may not apply to your situation. Tax rules are always changing and this information may not be current. Tax is complicated. This information is not tax advice. Don't rely on this info to make tax decisions. Hire a professional to help you. For more info, see canadiantaxpodcast.ca slash disclaimer.